have loaded them and they'll be sent back to you by the earliest mail. What colour are they? Well, they were grey when they came in, but I believe they're white now. My socks were grey. Well, perhaps they're somebody else's socks. We are. Ah, yes. Well, they were in the third batch. We are starting up a laundry service because the the talkback system isn't uh, paying very much. Well, frankly, no. (laughs) Actually, I think that would be a very good idea. I think, really, if one wants to express oneself in a certain way, you should really go and do it. (laughs) Certainly, it's your next, Alice. It's over to Texas. Take it away, Texas. I'm I'm sorry. Take it away, Tex. Mr. Helper? Oh, his, his headphones have fallen off. Just oh, yeah. we'll, we'll put them back on his head. He's just... I'd like to send cheerio to Long too, who gave Tings. Tings? Earlier, from Tasmania. What's he doing? Did he overshoot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I just wouldn't talk like that. He gave Tings from Tasmania. I'll say hello to him in a moment. Thank well, that's Tings from Tassie. Yes, uh, Hello, your next, uh, yes. Yes. I'm very unfortunate that I don't have a yes. name like Beck. And everybody calls me by my real name. I feel so inferior. Well, we'll call you Tex. Do you feel out like, of no, place? No. <laughs> no, no. Because All right, we'll think of something better than that. Dallas, Dallas. Um, Dallas. No, you don't, you don't know me well enough yet. So ZQL. You better not try. ZQL, Dallas. Zulu's Queer. Um... Flap, flap. No. By the way, while you're thinking about it, Del Ars. <laughs> your signal is actually uh, about three dB underneath those. Oh, um, this is no in, good. In, in Airport West. This is no good at all. But Dave's got his repeater station going, I believe, in Essendon now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would probably explain it. It's not bad, he's doing simulcasting on the same frequency. Yes, he's uh, got them phased locked by a landline. No, actually, that's quite bad. I had to check the antenna. It hasn't been tuned for about a year. Can you imagine, imagine the phasing stub needed for 16 miles of, of coax? Yeah. What frequency is he on? 16. Oh. Dallas, uh, Look, we always have these competitions. When I come on, people say, you tend to be by Tony, and I say, oh, and burst into tears and never come on for six months. And people wonder why you never come on for six months. <sighs> Wouldn't it? Beep. Yeah. And uh, how's your car going? you still got that same old... Uh, Yellow British, heap. British stuff. I actually sold that in April. Ah. No, I didn't. I sold it in about... May or June, just before I went up to Sydney on a bit of a holiday, day, mm-hmm. and uh, on April the 4th, bought myself another one, a Japanese <coughs> variety, which I've been sort of yes, earning, earning a lot of money for over the holidays, the way of wasting it. Oh, it's too bad, things are going to run into petrol, but we're going to run into petrol That's right. No, I like doing things together, and togetherness, after all, is the way the world goes around, but it is a bit of a pity. I have similar ideas, but it won't be for a couple of years, anyway. Well, even if you buy an electric car, you won't be able to charge the batteries. That's true. I am going to invest in a bicycle very soon. I think I'll invest in a generator. Actually, oh, no, what do you run the generator on? I'll be a steam one. Yeah. Steffi's steam generator that you throw... 
your mother on them. Yeah, so yeah, <coughs> bits of old logs. Throwing your old logs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing you to keep a log. Oh, yes, yes, those sort of logs. Yes. You'll have to make it solo. Solo? It's solo. What, so it's cheap. Solo. Oh, solo. I am, oh, am learning a lot about living me out back so that when the big crunch comes... Are you living out back now? Yeah, I used to live in the front. What was that? <laughs> that noise? Guitar, eh? It sounded like a guitar. You just walk on your guitar. <laughs> Shut up, Lauren. <laughs> All the way from Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent, actually. Yeah. Whose carrier was that? I don't know who the other carrier is. I'll, uh, I think I'll drop off. Oh, well, if you feel like that... It's obviously uh, not the bag. What? Oh, that carrier. Because he flattens me anyway. Yeah, that's right. No, it's not the bag. Well, he's taller than you, let's face it. Uh, uh, is that... Am I on air to... to uh, commit it to Mike, uh, Mike uh, Kenworthy? Father Mike. <laughs> Father Mike, is oh my, it you? Oh my god, we've got another poor kid. Hang on, I'm going to check out the building. How are you next? You almost. That's uh, correct, John. Oh. I'm afraid I just put my foot in the rubbish tin, but oh. we didn't worry about that. Hello, oh. Mr. 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 Mike. Uh, yes, hello. I have this problem. Uh, yes. That's the problem, is it? Is that the problem? (laughs) And, uh, when I'm walking down the street, people, people come up to me, you know. You do have bells in your ears, do you? People come up to me and they say, you're the stew, are you? Do you, look, have you thought of ironing and washing your shirts more often? (laughs) And they say, what's most interesting, they say. Well, that, that shows interest in your personality. Yeah, they think my is so good. Well, look, I feel that that shows you being honoured and trusted by your fellow human being. Yes. What, what better situation for you to be in? But it happens all. Oh, baby! Did they, did no, they go off halfway through? Who are you? Doing the... <laughs> did they go off? Only if they... It goes well with the loop, actually. I've tried it. <laughs> After dark. I'm, I'm the cleaner, by the way. I get my... Oh, sorry. Well, I was wondering, Dr. Yes. Mike, if you could help yes. me with this, this personal problem. What would you like me to do, really? There's nothing much I could do. If you'd like to ring me back after the program, I might be able to... To uh, send my call, transfer my call to oblivion. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've got some very helpful pills. This one's flavour is pineapple. Oh. Suicide capsules, actually. Oh. Oh, great. Well, Mr. Mike, I, I listen yes. to your program every night. Yes, so do I, I actually. I've lost three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go away. I get nuisance to you every night, too. Look, I think in your case, I would recommend euthanasia. After all, Asia's got the latest population in the world of over... 120 million people. 1,020 million people. Well, okay, Mr. Mike. Thank you for your help and... Uh, but if you take you. that advice, you better... I'll yeah. jump off a building. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and that was... The Sioux. Anyway. <laughs> this is boring. It is rather... Yeah. <laughs> with some cross-band interference.
from somewhere or other. We're going to be getting a mod. Hello. Have some more mod. It's a pity we've got that noise burst at the end of the... St- at the end of each telephone call. <laughs> <laughs> the only telephone captivity that gives noise burst. <laughs> Your VKA3ML stickers off on a bit of an angle. Isn't it nice when they all go away? It's so quiet. Oh, it's... It's like it's, a serious. Yes, you can play a record or something. What? I missed that one, actually. So we're jumping up. <laughs> oh, how sad. Dear. Look, I haven't been wake early enough to hear that lately. Hear what lately? The, not, not that, but the other bits. Oh, oh, the... Come on, an example, please. I haven't been awake lately to hear... Oh, look, you can't oh. take a cue. Hang on, we'll try again. What's Don't come in. I haven't been awake lately early enough to hear... <laughs> that was much better. This bloke should get a job as an announcer. Or at least queuing up things. It'll be it, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought of being a Band-Aid? Sherbet would love you. Mm. That's more oh. Bit of a knock of Sherbet there. I was, I was about to tell Tony to take two shovels and take his pick. Take his pick. Look, that's a boring one. I don't like that. That doesn't have much sense. You don't think what's happening here tonight is very intelligent? Mm, I'll just tune Who was that? Just, just stay there for a second. Okay, who was that? Oh, I don't know. That was just sounded like a uh, on-the-street interview. Or perhaps a dubious personality. I'll just tune the rig up. You two can be a dubious personality. Listen to one six um, meters. If Mr Beck is listening, yes. he'll be very pleased to know yes. that I, uh, on my way home from work today, I did a lot of work, uh, didn't get home too late. I thought <laughs> I'd drop into a certain building, a certain Mitchell Arcade in the city, and I did this. I thought, I'll just go up in the lift, and I'm going to take some pictures of the rooms, consider what we took the other night came out so well. So I hop in the lift, and the lift goes revives, stops at the fourth floor, the third floor actually, stops at the third floor, the door opens, and the pulse gets in the lift. These people oh, no. are really talking entirely happened? in so, anthropomorphism. So, don't worry, Mike. It's the people mm. who have been listening to 160 for some considerable time will know exactly what we're talking about. I knew everything except the last word. What was that? The pulse. Ah, uh, well, there will be abductions made shortly. <laughs> You'll see five minutes of the limping pulse. Because I usually meet in the fruit shop getting fruit, in the chemist getting chemistry, and in the boutique getting... Well, boated. I don't know getting, but anyway... I've got a whole reel on this pulse, and I followed him around the city incredibly. There's nothing like keeping your finger on the pulse. So it was really something quite... I've got a fantastic one of him at the traffic lights, waiting for the light to go green, and he's... Please, time. Please, uh, that's all. Is you're, you're starstruck, Dave. Let's face it. You're starstruck. What a joke. 
Well, what happened when he got in the lift? Were you still in the lift, or did he say anything? Look, he got in the lift and sort of gave me a cross-eyed look. So I jumped out of the lift and thought, well, I'll take pictures of him when he comes out of the bottom of the lift. Gladly my cross-eyed bear. So I ran down the stairs and waited there for him to get out of the lift, and I took, uh, took missions while he was getting out of the lift. Of course, the best way to delay his trip, I suppose, is to bash all the buttons on the way down the stairs. I should have done something like that, I suppose. There was a mission there. Who in hell is the Pulse? Well, that's what I wanted to know, but I don't think we're going to find out, Dally, baby. Dallas. It's a good opportunity to tell us, you see, there's good <clears> that don't know. Mm-hmm. If, if I turned uh, our modulation down, would you tell us? All I can say is if people don't know who the Pulse is after all this time, you can't be very, very... Uh, Conscientious 160 metre listeners. Yeah. That's exactly it, mm. because for the last six months, that's all that's been discussed, and uh, I, I really think it's very poor. David, you ever thought of doing... No, I don't recognise him. Incredible it. man, Mike, you should see him. He is incredible. I, I, my meter's bashing here, so obviously someone's turned to something. This, is, this is not a man with a show on in town at the moment, is it? I have a show on every night of the week. He's incredible. If you don't know the Pulse, you're not, Tony, you're not just Tony trendy if you don't know the Pulse. Hang on, turn your modulation off. Pulse, the Pulse. Is... Oh, oh, there I am. Just hang on, hang on. I've got a dial a minute on. That's better. <laughs> what a terribly relevant conversation. Well, now I've been briefed. Hmm. Very short brief, that was. Exciting. Oh, you were just thrilled a bit when you found out. In fact, that was the news in brief. Well, I, I hate to say that. I will tell you, Dallas. It's, it's very boring. Yeah, he's... Dallas will tell you here, the pulse really uh, is... And so that's uh, really who he is. <laughs> Why did you say that in the first place? I don't know. I, for some reason, lost all control. <laughs> I don't know what the big secret was. I don't know either. It was a bit of a silly thing to have a secret about. Yes. Actually, he's a very boring person. I thought he was somebody famous. <laughs> well, he's as famous as the I mean, I thought you were talking about somebody like Ridge Livermore or something. Or somebody interesting. Ridge Livermore. Cool. No, no, this, this, these are worthwhile, interesting people. Unlike us, who are boring, disinterested, oh, I think people. if you saw the pulse, you'd be most interested, Mike. Oh. Anyway, look, uh, the only reason I came in is because the Beck was having a nice discussion today, most taining, and uh, why don't you and the Beck have another discussion? Because it was very taining discussions. We'll just make what a cup of coffee and we'll go off. We're going to make a cup of coffee. What, what, what discussions? Oh, about back early, yeah, before Dallas came on. Before oh, Dallas ruined everything. Came on the missions. Oh, this is just about his um his missions on late at night. Was it? You've yeah. Done, you've yeah. done it now. Dallas won't come back. Dallas, we didn't mean to do that. Heck, your little, your little beck noises there. <laughs> Did you play your back tape of the recording of that night there, Beck? I took it to work today, and when it was three o'clock, I played the thing and down the intercom, and he goes, what? Who did? The cheese. Uh, hey, what's it? Why hadn't he heard about it? He thought it was on air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they're talking cross-purposes. You mean you fit, you fit it back on the on-air line? No, no, I just fit it down the intercom. But why would you think that was on air? Why would you think the intercom was representing what was on air? 
Well, what, what, what was on the three low, you see? You've got a jug band playing next door, Paul. With some stupid music. Um, Sounds like a Chinese guitar player. Through this thing like that. I'll, um, put, I'll put some more coffee on. Is, um, I want to hear your impression of the cheese. Because I, I worshipped, worshipped him for a number of months listening to the program. And uh, now... the cheese? Well, not, not literally. I mean, just mildly, you know. <clears throat> and uh, I actually saw him one day when I was there with the stew. Saw the, those two doing their bit. Got a lot of queer looks. I didn't mean that. And so... How true. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, wasn't it, Dave? But, um, of course, it's gotten very commercial. Dave, I'm catching it, I tell you. It's a, I've gotten rid of one disease and caught the other. Because you, you would get a lot of diseases, I suppose. You'll have to explain that. Oh, no, that sounds... Yeah, hang on. Go away, Paul. He's, you've got to explain that, Dave. Dave? Ooh, trendy people get a trendy... Trendy people get a trendy disease, Mr Mike. Oh, am I a trendy person? Well, I'm led to believe so. Well, tell me why I'm a trendy person. I'd like to know. I mean, I don't think I'm a trendy person. By the way, Becca, I was looking, looking at Changing the subject. factory man tonight. He changed the subject, Paul. You were looking at his missions. Oh, you mean the program? Yes, yes, he had the biscuit missions on. He certainly come from reading news to... Uh, and this three o'clock missions that got, got wiped, and now he's big missions, man doing all, all psychic things. Oh, him. Yes. Was he wiped or did he, did he leave? Well, things weren't made nice for him there. He was given the hint. My mother used to really like him. He was very My good, actually. My mum? Mm, he had a bit of character. He did, yes. Dave, please explain this. I'm just interested. Because yeah. I don't know I don't own a Peugeot fold-away bicycle. I mean, the actual definitions of trendy. I don't even yeah. own an Irish red setter or uh, where you a, live. an Afghan. It's where you live. Oh, yeah, but that's um, that's only proximity, though. Ah, uh, um, no, proximity means a lot. <laughs> what suburb do you live in, Mike? Um, well, um, Carlton. That is a trendy suburb. That is the most, the most trendy suburb, I must agree. And it is pretty sickening. I live oh. in a, a group of, of terrace houses. Oh. That, no, but the other, the other people are most... Bluestone fence? No. No, no. Wrought iron, please. You're listening to... <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know where, where this interference comes from. Yeah. So um, you, you don't really think you're trendy there? No. Oh, the only reason I'm there, I mean, quite honestly, is that um, a friend's relations own the place, and so we're able to live there quite cheaply. And it's within walking or short tram distance of tech. So and it's also really just food. convenience factor? It's, yeah, convenience. Actually, oh, it was also yeah. convenience because uh, the friends I'm in with, in the house with... I'll go away. ...have... Uh, Oh, well, needed an extra person, and so the, the house was all there. I just had to go and roll up and uh, really? take take my stuff sort of thing. So it was really quite convenient. But I think next year I'll be I'll come sort of closer to this area, and um, because it's sort of a long way away from a lot of pe- most people I know. Really, don't know anybody over that side of town. I mean, that, that's what well, that's my serious bit. Well, I thought you were a big trendy man. Uh, I must have got you wrong, Mike. I hope you don't feel <laughs> offended at all. No, Dave, don't don't put on your. Uh, I thought you lived false. in Trendy Carlton and had a Puget fold-away bicycle and a Volvo and, and all these things that make people trendy. An Afghan. Like you have an Afghan. Like ties. I don't even own a tie or a suit. Ooh. 
look, it shows how untrendy you can be. Yes. No. No, um, I must have known some trendy people, and, um, probably not worth really talking about, is it? No, it doesn't matter whether I was or not, but I, I suppose I, I just could never imagine myself as being so. Well, what makes you come on 160 metres? I haven't heard you on this mission, well, will be for many years. Many oh, years. Probably months. Or you just dropped into the branch to have some coffee, did you? Oh, tonight? Yes. Yeah, um, well, just for discussion, we've been discussing things. How long have you been on the air tonight? Oh, only about, um, about an hour, I suppose. I see. Uh, but I came over earlier on, and just after tea, and we've been chatting. Talked to him a lot on two metres and so on before. Well, it's most interesting. <laughs> Will we ever hear you live from your own QDH, or is that well, very doubtful? I've got, no, I've got all my rig going. Um, look, you asked this explanation. I'm quite happy to give complete explanations. I've been wanting to leave home for a long time, so uh, when an opportunity came up at the beginning of this year for a place to go to, I went, and yeah, that was quite happy. It was sort of, it was just good to change one's lifestyle or something. Happens to us all eventually. Thank you. I didn't understand that actually. He owns. Oh, one of those sort of um, white lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. No, so um, having left, I had two rooms in my shack at home full of stuff, and all the stuff sort of ended up ending going in my shack because that was the only place that I was sort of able to have because of the, the way the house worked. So it was completely stuff full of, of junk and all sorts of manner of things, and you couldn't really get inside it. Uh, also, I had so many other things to do, and living so far away, I never really got around to tidying it up. But because I've been home being unwell... Uh, with mononucleosis, infected mononucleosis, actually. I um, t- just tied it up recently, and so I got everything going again, which is really good. The only reason I haven't been on is because... Uh, you got mononucleosis, not stereoosis. No, infective mononucleosis is only one of them. Um, <clears throat> sometimes diagnosed as acute leukaemia, although it's nothing like it, except for a slight increase in number of... Uh, a large increase in number of white blood cells, which you was fascinated by. Uh... This is all from reading nurse books. Don't take any notice. I don't know anything about medicine, really. Just pretending. It's like You've been quite sick then, Mike. Oh, it was only... It was just glandular fever, <clears throat> which is sort of quite a, a common thing for people to get. It's a sort of stupid thing. Just you have to go and retire for three or, for three or four weeks. So that's just what I've done. Have you ever considered doing more announcing? Because you do seem to have quite a good voice for it. I could recommend it as a career. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to try, but I think, like a lot of things like that, mm. it'd end up, say, after a year, being a bit boring. It depends what you else. do. I mean, it'd be boring if you just... depends, you know, really how good you are and where you ought to go. I must admit, I always was fascinated by the idea of going and doing additions at uh, your establishment, Dave. Remember we discussed it in the past? Yes, I, I really think you should go and do editions. I think you could do quite well. Do you do any? No, I never, never did so any editions. Come on and say, 770 Radio, 3LO Melbourne. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock. Oh, I wouldn't want to say that. I couldn't say I don't sound like that anyway. You would have to come out of a transistor, right? <laughs> I wouldn't fit for a start. By the way, Beckett did, uh, had a long, was a long list of missions when he gave tings, or he just about gave tings to say evening. Well, apparently he rang <coughs> fish up a couple of times this evening to see if I was home this evening. But uh, if you're listening there, Chris, I hope you're having a good time. Apparently he's having a really good time where he is. 
Is he really in Tasmania? He's in. He's on Flinders Island. Oh, so oh, so he's halfway between well, here and Tasmania. Part of Tassie. That's on what? That's on the microwave link, isn't it? I have no idea. I think it is. So if you're listening, Chris. <laughs> I'm glad that you are having some time. I really am, and uh, I'll I'll write a letter to you. How long is he? Very, very soon. Do I gather he's gone for a long, long time? So. Hmm? Oh, has he gone for a long he time? He could be. Apparently he's really enjoying himself. Well, from a contact I heard a few nights ago, so I have been listening, uh, it sounded like he was going for eons. Is it going to be months? Could it be months, Paul? It could be. He doesn't know. Well, he, <clears> when he <throat> didn't know how long it would be for. But um, his fish went and bought him a pack. Yeah. And a tent and a sleeping bag and all this sort of thing. Was it a subtle hint? <laughs> I wonder. It's but, very um, unsubtle. Anyway, apparently oh. he's over there and thrilled a bit. Sounds really great fun. Well, the longer he's over there, the better. Oh, Dave, how cruel. You were just being nice before. Anybody who breaks into my house, steals my papers and bends my panel is no friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> do, I don't understand. Uh, well, um, anyway, it sounds like a fun thing to do being one who enjoys going on uh, on trips camping and things so if you're listening Chris good day too hope you enjoy yourself don't you do it because it's so trendy to do I suppose oh dear Dave go on a big big group and go for a trendy trendy hike but haven't you haven't you been on hikes before yes I've just been on hikes with a couple of friends or when I was allowed yes some people do things for trendyisms others do because they enjoy them but don't you don't you know me well enough I mean, you don't know me that well, but don't, don't you think you'd know me well enough to think that I wouldn't do something for that reason? Well... I honestly, I honestly... I wouldn't. think I know you well enough to know that you, you would do something for that <laughs> What sort of things have I done for those sort of reasons? I don't know directly offhand, just mm. when I hear through the grapevine, through the Channel oh, B grapevine, and I think, ah, yes, Mr. Trendy from Carlton. <laughs> It really sounds derogatory, actually. 1220 kilohertz. Oh, that sounds like Rodney AAR. That's right, Mr. Kilt is tuning his missus on 1220. <laughs> yes. Um, Playing his organ, his funny organ on 1220 kilohertz. Dave, you can have lots of things against lots of people, I suppose. Um, you can find something to, to find derogatory about anybody. But, you know, it seems a funny thing to want to do. Um, well, what, what are you trying to get at there, right, Mike? You, you're saying that I tend to find derogatory things about many people. <laughs> oh, but you'd know that yourself anyway. I know it. I know very yeah. well. And oh, but that's how you are, so I can't, right, I yes. can't complain. Yeah, that's my derogatory point. Yeah, well, um, what was my mind being, being trendy or something? That's right. Yeah, but I, I, I think probably you should just... It, it's a bad word to describe me. I think you describe a lot of people a lot better. Oh, you understand you're not a trendy. No, but I'm, I'm probably something. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's most interesting in here to hear what's going on. But this contact has, has degenerated since everybody's come on the mission, so I'll just drop off... Oh, but we're being, we're being serious, Dave. Because. Don't you think it's good being serious sometimes? Because? Don't you think it's good being serious sometimes? Yes, I'm being serious now. Oh, no, you know, you are being serious now, but, uh, I mean, we weren't being before, but sometimes it's interesting to... Well, oh, the tea ladies come. I think I say have a serious vein to them. Thank you, Tony. That's all right. Um, I'd love some coffee. 
when you're out of luck. Oh, that's right. My tea's ready. It's probably going cold. Goodbye, chaps. OK, see you later, Dave. Nice to talk to you anyway, and don't, don't ever feel... Oh, 12.20 kilohertz. I know you're on 12.20 kilohertz. The rebroadcast of last night's program will begin shortly. Oh, what's on 12.20? Um, that must be that three... That the end of round one. Is that double <laughs> Z or something? Was that, that was our little verbal con- conflict. Hang on, now the referee is... 12.20. I thought that was... Well, who won, Paul, please? double Z. It probably was. Who won, Paul? <laughs> well, it depends on what... <laughs> what view you're going to take about the subject? Yeah. Oh, it's good talking to Dave seriously now and again. Yes. Two minutes out of every <laughs> four thousand. Now look, I can imagine tea going all over the room. That wasn't very nice. No. No, but I mean, Dave was saying himself that he agreed. Actually, um. Oh. Yeah. What? He, he was oh, saying you're. you're I was wondering whether he was. Oh, he was. I, it probably was a pointless conversation to continue. Mm. But he, he's just picked up things from listening to to D about, I suppose, things I've been doing and so on. I don't know whether anyone on D said you're a trendy. I think Dave's the only one that's ever said it on D or anyway. I don't think anyone else has. By comparison, I'm... the Beck did. <laughs> the Beck started it. He always starts it. Oh, he always put the filthy rumours around. Well, I mean, probably it's not a terribly bad thing to do, except it usually implies a great falseness, which uh, I wouldn't like to think of myself. I suppose that, that is the reason. Yeah, I, I also... I am trying to be oh. serious, too. Um, Great falseness, eh? <laughs> I think the agar tends to think I'm always in a non-serious mood. Maybe that's a problem. Uh, but most of the things I say have got a serious vein, as I said before. Mm. But this is just a general attitude that I've picked off. You know, I've picked up of late from people and from what I've heard. So that's just the, the situation. What, do, you, do you think you've changed in the last couple of years? How do you mean? Well, you say you've just picked up this tendency to be non-serious a lot of the time. I mean, to say things in a non-serious vein, but with a serious undertone. Well, I think, you know, if I'm going to say derogatory about myself, I tend to make thing, everything sound non-serious. But is this something you've just picked up recently? Well, I don't know. I think I have to it's ring just, up Father G and find out. Well, you can speak to him now. Oh, just well, a minute. Father G, can you come back in here for a minute? Father M. It is something I've picked up. I just don't think it's worthwhile treating many things at all in a serious mode because most people, yeah. to treat something serious means to have it in a non-enjoyable mode and uh, I just prefer to enjoy what I do and if you sound like you're enjoying it, people say, ah, yes, it's not serious. But is this because you like to try and make non-enjoyable things enjoyable? Yes, like, I'm so bored talking on the missions, I've got to talk... Talking riddles. <laughs> you've, been listening, you've been listening to the Beck. Yes. Now, Beck's a bad influence. Well, this, this could be what it is. Little little oh. Beck features. <laughs> little spotty Beck. So you knock them. Yes. Knocking, you don't need to make a character to knock them. Well, it does tend to character caricature people somewhat when you knock them all the time. People get a, an image of them. I put them in a mould. You know, That's right. Like people, people listening to 160 would have a, a very interesting image of the long. I think yeah. Living in Flinders Island. On Flinders Island. At Whitemark. No, he's at Whitemark, isn't he? Yes. Oh. Fair enough. So, they have an interesting idea of the pulse as well. Hmm. And, uh, so the trouble is, you, you knocked along so much that he sort of ended up alleged. not having any more to do with us. And we don't know what he's doing anymore. Ah. So we can't. No, knock if him. I knock him, it shouldn't have anything to do with you. 
it, it really um, comes down to a great oh, difference. Oh, yeah, tell us. Yeah, it's just interesting that you should mention the long because because um, I met him at the Hi-Fi show. I didn't say hello to him. On his gramophone stand. Yeah, but uh, I just happened to see the name tag on him. Now, I've been listening to Dave for months, knocking the long. Yes. And uh, I've also heard him. Yes. On the, when he was on the air, so I, I had to work out an image of him because I'd never seen him. Yes. And uh, I, I didn't think that... Uh, I didn't think of him as a second-class sort of person because when I heard him, he, you know, he made sense. Uh-huh. And uh, I suppose you could say that uh, the things that he did, he did with enthusiasm. So perhaps, uh-huh. I, I regarded that as um, uh, valuable in a person anyway. Yes. I didn't hold that against him. No. no. Stereo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, look, I must admit, Dallas, I must agree with you because I've had some contact with Long with different things we've done over the years, and not in a, in a great way, and probably not as, as closely as other people have. But nothing, he's never done anything bad to me or in relation to anything that we've done. So I can't think of him in a derogative fashion because of my experience with him, like like you. Yeah, when I, when I saw him though. Um Ah, uh, yes, Dallas, but all you did was see him. I didn't associate him with the person that I'd heard over the year. It didn't seem like the same person. It didn't seem like the, same the long. No. Now, well, Dave, I think you... But, we can, you know... Dallas, <laughs> if you only saw him, how could you get any... Uh, probably saw him talking and things, Paul. Hmm? You probably saw him talking and, uh, and so on, did you, Dallas? Oh, yeah, he was talking to people, but... Can you get an I impression did, of somebody? His mannerisms and... You know, I stood there sort of watching him and saying, well, this is a long, you know, after what, hearing, hearing... You expected him to be about 50 feet tall and um, building people around or something? Wearing 50 jumpers. So tall, and uh, I sort of, I suppose I judged him... Because um, I, I don't know whether... <coughs> you know, he sort of dressed averagely, I suppose. Well, you expect, you're expecting somebody completely out of the ordinary. What? Completely eccentric. Um, or something. No, not really. What were you expecting? Just somebody horrible, perhaps. Can you recollect what you, the, uh, the image that you had from him on 160? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll think about it and come back. Okay, right. come back okay. in about two minutes. Give me a chance. Right we'll on. give you a rain check on that one. Because yeah. I wouldn't be able to suggest it. on somebody, usually, I usually pick out a good thing and forget about the bad things. So you better not think of the bad things about people all the time. Mm. Well, I wonder if it's because Dave can't see the good things or because there's more stir value in the bad things. Actually, I, I appreciate 160 when I first started listening to it because everybody seemed extremely honest. Um, I don't know whether that's because we're not facing each other. We can't see each other's eyes and face and everything, but people seem to be extremely honest. Be very hard to face the pulse of science. But you couldn't say that um, Dave was honest. Well, you, I mean, you said that he, he wasn't being. Uh, How do you... Oh, you, you don't oh, mean just honest. That's simplifying it, I think. Yeah, I... Like, um, I know what you mean. You don't mean honest. You mean um, you know you put up friendly, people friendly. And sort of try and put on a different sort of front to what you're. Oh, really I see. Are. I see. Yeah. What more natural? Yeah. More natural. Yeah. The p- people that are in the group, in the little group, seem to be extremely honest towards each other. Mm. Yeah, I try to. I try to sort of draw a fairly sharp, obvious line between when I'm being normal, which is. 
a bit silly anyway, but when I'm being normal and when I'm carrying on, I like to try and make them one or the other. I could certainly tell with you. Mm, that's um, what I mean. I like it to be so that people can tell. Dave is very hard. I think I might have mentioned this before, yeah, this, too. It's not a very sharp dividing line. So really, you don't know when... What sort of mood I'm in or what I'm... No, no, when, when you're knocking someone, I can never really tell whether you're seriously hating that person mm. or whether you're just um, having a 160-metre stir well, second. Dave, actually, Dave, that, that has come up in the past too with me. Remember we, we, we were talking on Delta once. Tony and I were talking about this early on tonight. I hope you're logging this, Dave. <laughs> Tony and I were uh, talking about this earlier on tonight. Um, and I, I said something about D, and then you thought that I was talking... Uh, about not wanting you on there or something like that, and uh, That's right. unfortunately we were just misinterpreted it. Discussing there. Well, the only reason I said that is from what I'd heard about D, because mm. when I talked, various people know I had a D fever and I was going to get a D myth, and oh, the agar went like this, Ooh, <laughs> and sort of stabbing the agar behind the back. No, I stab people publicly. Liz and I used to say that, so that was that was the sharp dividing line, like it was very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing. There was nothing. Not, not a grain of seriousness in that. No, I, I really. Um, it sounds like you took it seriously. Well, I took it seriously. Look, if I had thought it was really serious, I probably wouldn't have. I was, bit, I was very sorry about that, do you see, Dave? Because yeah. I would really like us all to be like the way Dallas is describing us. Yeah, we're well, very friendly. Yeah, well, that, that's a, such a tremendous way to be. Except for the long, it's been a really good year. <laughs> well, now, if we forget about the people we don't like. Uh, which is a good way of being. I, I, I don't think I hate anybody because... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, we've torn it. Tony, what are we going to do? Oh, dear. Look, how are we going to cancel him out of the group? <laughs> He's administrator of Channel Delta. Dear Mr. Ogar. Yeah. Look, the only reason I feel any um, attachment to that is because... Um, to what? To, to Delta oh, oh. is because uh, I sort of thought it up a bit with a, with yeah, a lot of help from other people. Like, you're a bit like the Zoom man. Yes, well, yeah, you know, that's what he was like with Channel A about ten years ago. Yeah, just sort of being, anyone that tried to use Channel A, a bit like that. He'd come up and he'd say, "Stop hogging the channel, get off! You've but, been on for five minutes without a break." But that was that was hysterical. That was just so absurd. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, I'd say that if he came on, he died in the end. Well, uh, if, I, if he came on, I'd probably want to talk to him. But. Oh. Um, no, no, it's just, it's just really good getting people who know each other to be able to talk, which amateur radio doesn't, in, doesn't tend to encourage. It tends to encourage talk on a very superficial level between people who don't know each other and quite often don't want to make the attempt. Mm. It makes amateurs a quite an uh, introverted, uh, sometimes conceited bunch I can never understand that. Like when I, first people. On, when I first came on 160, you know, it sounded very official. Everyone was talking and they sounded very official, all these hams, and they seemed to come on and talk in a monotone and, mm. and only give the the information required. You know, there was no... Hello, hello. how's my trapezoid? No, 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 here, Rev. With very few exceptions, except except for people like, how's my trapezoid? <laughs> Occasionally. What's that? And, uh, yeah, I just... just because he's on the north of the city, that's Oh, that's him, of These course. people on the western side. Yes. You see, it's very interesting the point to bring up people want to sound official, either in, re- you know, on the air they want to sound official. They operate like they're operators of a marine operations centre during a cyclone or something. I think, Everything has to be super official. Well, I think there's a, a very large tendency for people when they come on, they listen to everyone else and try to act the same, act the same way. But also a, communi- a medium which is, by its very nature, separating people 
you, you can't really imagine will draw them together. Well, that's that phone again. Uh, uh, this chap went off at the last time, so I'll call it a day here now, and I'll, I'll go and get him while I can. This doesn't sound logical. Not terribly relevant uh, comment there, Henry. He's gone again. <clears throat> Actually, Tony, you mentioned the other day how all the 160 meter operators seem to be on your side of the city. We've got all these fake TVs over this side. Why doesn't anybody ever comment on my comments? They're not listening to you. No. <laughs> God, it's depressing. What was your last comment? You, you haven't got the privilege of having Channel D now because it's Channel 69 and a half, apparently. I know. I saw it's their always, band plan. I saw Tony about that always before. always Channel 69 and a half. Yeah, but they've actually got a Channel 69 and a Channel 70. Yeah, they always did have. No, but in the band plan of, oh, of putting oh. it, like I was telling you about the repeaters, we're mid- in, in the middle of a repeater and a, a <laughs> simplex channel or something now. But that's all right. I don't mind. That's I don't care. Mm. It'll always be Channel D. It'll always be my channel. It'll always be Agar's channel. <laughs> um, well, you. D for drip. Or was it? Or was it? D for drip. Agar yeah. picked the frequency. He was the only one silly enough to stick his neck out. <laughs> no, I just uh, got... Some people said, yes, if I chose a frequency, I could buy the crystals for them, so that was easy to yes. In fact, Easily it's a very done. nice frequency because my receiver off it. Uh, came out even kilohertz, no decimal points. Even kilohertz? Yeah. Even kilohertz? Even kilohertz. My comment before was about the introvertedness of amateurs and nobody, uh, as, a, as a whole. How do you mean the introvertedness? You mean in, well, re- in real life? They don't socialise <coughs> as much as normal people. This that's it, what the knock always says, anyway. They don't what? Socialise. Oh, like is that what you mean? Yeah, that's that's really yeah. what I meant, and that's yeah. why I think that a group like us, and also some of the members <laughs> of the radio clubs. I mean, you can't generalise completely, but, um, but I'm not groups the least be introverted. I no, mean, no, but it's groups like us. Oh, oh. Um, are obviously, people who've come together who perhaps aren't mm. in the same sort of vein as those other people. What? Oh, uh, so yeah, I, I tend to agree. Dave is a bit introverted. Oh yes. Well, you said as much as himself, uh, you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see, I'm completely open. So much sta- stations around the place is so, so nebulous, so of no, no interest, if you know what I mean. Mm. Mm. Both mm. on air and normal stations. Mm. And a lot of people, if you go up to them in the street and you say, oh, no, you go up to the street and say, well, you're an amateur, are you? You just start talking about something of some interest, some serious interest. Either possibly, you know, personal to them or something, they sort of look at you and they, they limp away if they're the pulse, if they're somebody else. They just sort of, they, don't, they prefer to talk about the weather or something without having a really discussion that you can walk away and say, ah, yes, I've, I've tapped somebody's nality and sort of have learnt a bit. Yeah, actually, I think you could say just about the, the vast majority of people are introverted. And just because you become an amateur doesn't change you. For most amateurs, they still stay introverted. Now, most people are not very original, very exciting. I feel the life, their lifestyles don't encourage it, and amateur radio certainly doesn't. Well, yeah, I don't think amateur radio makes any difference. So if you've got 98% of the people around us are, are introverted, then 98% of the amateurs are introverted. <sighs> Perhaps that's so. I hadn't thought of the rest of the population. I was just thinking of amateurs and, uh, mm, and the ones that one has contact with. Mm. Pardon? One at a time. I don't think it's anything to do with being introvert. Oh, oh now, here's a, here's a, here's, here's a good argument. Yeah. Starting now, round three. Turn the no. volume up. 
So, for example, if you call CQ on Channel B... You haven't got much deviation. Nine times out of ten, I'll fix that. That's all right. I've got the case off, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, okay. nine, ten. Oh, that's actually good. I know how to it. Anyway, if you call CQ on Channel B... That's better. Um, nine times out of ten, nobody will come back, really. Yes. Yeah, this is just to do with amateur radio mm. circles. Mm. Now, I don't think that would necessarily have anything to do with people being introverted. It's just that humans don't uh, don't communicate, really. I think it would be that reason, but also uh, well, part of that is that they know that if they come up, the people who are listening, they're not going to have a very interesting conversation. Let's face it. That would be the reason that I wouldn't reply to somebody I heard like that. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. That would be the only reason, probably. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with being yeah. introverted oh, at all. No, that hasn't. It's only, the only reason people would say that amateurs are introverted is because they use the radio as a means of talking to each other rather than going and seeing people in groups and this sort of thing. Well, of course, for ourselves at the moment, it's absurd because no, we're, it's, we're all close enough. No, it's, not, it's not absurd because if the radio hadn't been there, you and I'd just still be sitting here having a yak. No, we wouldn't know each other. Well, leaving that out of it. I mean, well, I mean that, it really shows that's how, an independent how basic to... Well, it really shows how basic I mean, to... Let's say, it wasn't, the let's say it wasn't you that arrived. Let's yeah. say it was somebody I knew independent of radio. Um, if I was sitting there talking to him... We wouldn't have these people. Um, we wouldn't have put the transmitter on... Decided to annoy everybody no. by transmitting over the top of Loran. <laughs> or underneath Loran. Um, perhaps the people, anybody who's listening, wouldn't... Is there an understanding, increased understanding of us? Perhaps that would... Actually, them. anyone listening probably think that we're all horribly vain because we're sitting here talking about yeah, ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> You're so vain, you probably think this contact is about you. You're so vain. You're so vain. Yes, thank I you. got that song somewhere. Yeah. And thank you, Carly Simon. Yes. It's a really yes, good song, extended version. Uh, you, you break into the cross band... As if you think you you own the I don't know how I was going to dramatise the song. Mm, we could. Well, I've got, got, got to put new words to it. Yes. yes. You break into the cross. <laughs> <laughs> You're so vain. So you think thing? this mod is about you? You're so vain. And where do I have to go and get the song? Where is um, it? Stand by it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, we'll, re- we'll reword it. You can't get it. I'm getting it. <laughs> we'll both get it. This is remarkably efficient. Where else, anywhere, could yeah. you have such close yeah. contact with Because when you telephone people, you can only have one person. No, I agree. And for some reason, this is attraction. We all must be slightly conceited. That's not some Carly us- Simon. No, some of us to more great extent than others. Her voice is wrecked if that's that. We must be terribly conceited, actually. Yeah, I think we are. Because otherwise we, we would probably go and see each other rather than have a few other people listening. <laughs> oh, that's her. Gee, you're that's boring. Her. She has phone book noises. You, um, you can't ring her. I can, I can remember the, uh, the words, but I don't know anyone's... She went um, to Nova Scotia. He went to Nova Scotia to see the total eclipse of the sun. And you're where you would be all the time. And when you're not, you're with someone, some underworld spy or a wife of a close friend. Well, that's correct, because you went to Mount William to see the total eclipse of the sun, so that probably, uh, you know, indicates something. I didn't go to Mount William. Were you talking to me? 
I didn't go to Jamaica with him. I didn't go. To- I think we're perhaps making a few, perhaps two great generalisations about amateurs. I like your point about everybody perhaps being introverted. Well, most people are. They sit inside their little houses. I think people are, are you, perhaps not friendly enough. Like you walk down the street. Not outgoing enough. You see somebody and you smile at them. And they just fall off on the spot. They fall into a heap in the gutter. Yes, they dissolve like an icy pole in the middle yeah. of summer. They think you're very vain if you do that, actually. Yeah, if you that's smile, right. It's got, to be, it's got to be an attractive... It's a conning off smile. It's not a yeah. friendly smile. Yeah. What happens if you smile, I say, this, this person thinks that he is so good that he can smile at me without even knowing <laughs> And... Uh, it's a yeah. attitude. Or, or else, what's what's that person after, or something? But then again, why I might smile at somebody else might be for a coming off. Uh, yeah, a vain reason, perhaps. Well, thank. Um, no, I'm just. Uh, let's see. Let me now answer this question honestly. Yes. What do you think? No, uh, I was going to get no. Would you back? What do you think of me, Beck? No. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> you were a bit so, too... Uh, Melbourne, you are a bit too quick there, Stu. You didn't give him time. See, it's a... G'day, Smith. It's a spot you've got to wait for it to go through. You can't cure it. Well, that was the blacksmith. Jump out of your speakers and rip your arms off. <laughs> oh, that guy was doing the other night to Dave. Jump out of your speakers and rip your bloody arms off. It looks like after he got the straight of me. But he's not... Do you know what his official position? Call signs. How long did you want this licence for, Dave? <laughs> Who's he? No, we're not talking to him. No. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right, um, back to two metres. Delete that last triple O. I was going to say, it's very vain. What is, um, Dave? The way we carry on, look, the only reason we're at 160 metres is to spread our personalities, our... In- Derogatory. Yeah, well, no, not expletives, oh. but derogatory things. Expletives are things that President Nixon cut out of his tapes. Must have made them very boring. Mm, I suppose it would have. People shuffling their feet and jangling crockery together or something. Mm. Uh, you've had it's only just turned midnight, too. Um, They've got one. But if you were glued to the cigars all evening, you must have enjoyed it. Yeah, well, it'd be novel. We watched the, the, we saw the grey hair of the Raymond. We saw that you could see all the bad chroma key with all the green around the edge. Yeah, it was rather bad chroma key. We saw the long neck and high pitched voice of the, the safer man. We saw, we saw the, the, the biscuit man. And we saw a few good, few good mentors. And, uh, all we need now is a tenors. Guess. Oh, what size is it? A big one or a little one or what? I think it's about the same as yours. Hey, did you guys see the, the Age this morning um, interesting article about grizzles? And a, um... On the first one, mm. he heard about it, apparently got quite upset, and he said, if you do that, I'll come up the following night and I'll break your record. And every time you try to do it, I'll break it. Who's... He's going to come up and he's rung up the glover. Oh, this moment is the glove. from Artie's. And the glove. Oh, yes. Yeah. And who's the mo? Anyway, um... Right. Anyway, they, uh... <laughs> it's going to be good if everyone tries to break the... Break the, the um... 
Thing, it all will be 160 or whatever the contact is. If it continues rolling, rolling series <laughs> of, of marathons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said this to Matt too, but the other problem is possibly there are other um, problems as well. well. One other problem. Um, oh, she can join in. Yeah, well, even you know, she mightn't want no, to join in. No. So, actually, Matt might be listening. I'll just take a listen on. Can he come on this room with him? Just take a listen on Ian. Hang on. Are you there, Matthew? No? No. Apparently not. You're pretty silly if you're listening. One feels emotionally deflated. Deflated. Oh, after you later. Deflated. Uh, I'm, I'm going clear now, Chapter. I'm very tired. Oh, tired, man. Oh, no, shut up, Tony. Um, I'm very Nothing, tired. Nothing, not having so one of those in your transmission. Because my log is finishing now. Your log. Okay, clear, and we say a very good evening. Just hang on while I hang up this uh, this telephone. A very relevant <laughs> thing to do too. Good night, Dave. Uh, you've had your inspiration. Dave, that's Um, it was interesting to talk See to you, Dave. David. Yeah, interesting to talk to you and um, speak to you soon. <laughs> Cheers, Stu. There was um, a chomping effect. We'll see you on. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. I suppose we may as well turn it off Fuck. again. Hmm. Hmm. That's what I think. All right. Good night, all. See when I go, it all falls up. Yes. You've gone, though. You can't go back. Come back and have You're a piss. So yes. Right. Huh? Oh, are we going to finish? Oh, there's no one to talk to. Vic's not saying anything. Dallas is not saying anything. Well, he says something. The trouble with people is that they think of a a good joke and then use it over and over and over again, and it loses something. I'm trying to get a tank tuned on my high-fidelity two-metre rig. You're trying to get a what? Tank. Tank. There's too much uh, inductance, and if I take another turn off, It'll be too high in frequency and all sorts of mechanical problems. Why can't you put more capacitance across it? Well, I have the capacitance. Capacitance is at minimum. Yes, yeah, so take it. It resonates at about 130 megs. Well, that's good. If you take a turn off, you can still retune it then. Oh, no, it's too much then. You can't, you can't get it in with the capacitor. Well, but the capacitor is at minimum. The inductor center tapped. Yeah. Move, move the tap also, perhaps. But then there's only... Uh, no, it's a bit hard because you got to put it exactly in the centre and the DC, as the wire comes out with a choke on it, and it won't. He's starting to do Oh, yeah, Paul, don't go downhill too much. I was over at... Um, I was over at... Well, you were there, I think, Paul, over at uh, Philip's place, uh, Philip and Mark's place, and we were listening to uh, 160 and turning it on now and again. And every... Yeah, that's right. The long was there too. And every time the, the volume was turned up, David changed the subject on to say something about the long. Every single time. And he didn't know that he was listening. But it's such a silly, a silly sort of thing. Actually, that was rather bad. And because the long was sort of just standing there. And every time he turned the volume up, as you say, we'd hear something bad about the long being mm. said. Mm. And he had to just sort of stand there and laugh, which... Uh, it does get a bit much after oh, a while. I just, it's silly and childish, but let's not worry about that because we all can't be perfect. You would feel rather right. That's why he's in white back. Mm. Mm.
Well, that plus the fact that the house is being sold over his head. Mm. His poor little Bro head mother. dark room won't be there anymore. Somebody will probably buy the place and pull it down and build a block of flats. It's ever dark room? Well, his little room, which is dark. Gotcha. Right. I think of a dark room as being a dark room. No, it's just a, a dark room. <clears throat> no heights. Um, a dark room doesn't have heights. It's one word. Oh, it's, you know, it's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Chris's one hasn't got a hyphen. I've never found a hyphen in it. Not a single hyphen? Not anywhere. I've Not even a dash? I've looked under record covers. Everywhere. Chris hyphen long. On emergency power. On emergency power. Courtesy is no. <laughs> right. We think. <laughs> anyway. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're lucky. You're working, Paul, because you one organisation that does have emergency power. The one, the place that I work for hasn't worked. Oh, I mean, the mm. well, the organisation I work for hasn't worked for two and a half weeks. Well, the Beck's emergency power is just a battery. He's lucky. Yeah. Twenty two weeks. What sort of battery do you use, Paul? Ever ready. What? When they said. Well, perhaps it isn't due to us, but we think we've influenced the fact that no motorcyclist has died for eight days in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they all read the paper which said, don't kill yourself. And they thought it was a good idea. Yeah, they said, that's a good idea. I won't kill myself for eight days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, the sun, sun, uh, what was it, the safety campus? Automobiles. They were convinced that that had had quite an impact. (laughs) Quite an impact. Oh, quite an impact. Oh, Dear puns coming left, yes, right, and, and middle. And, uh, middle, middle, yes. Mm, everywhere. Oh, dear. All the way from Taswegia. Gee, <laughs> I must get bored easily. Well, nobody's got any answer for my tape recorder. So, so. Yeah, I don't have a tuttle. I've done a bit of job at the MP by myself, so even if it wasn't the spots at the start. But weren't you very lucky? get that job. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But getting in at the bottom is always the way to infiltrate the organisation. I mean, yeah. communist spies in America have known this for years. Well, I've infiltrated. I've gone one step up the ladder. Sorry, I said communist. I didn't mean to say. Deductions. Oh. Just winding spots all that. Have you done some ductions? That's what my job is now. What's a duction? <laughs> a duction? Oh, that's nice. That's really? Yeah. They're allowed to do that in, in full view of other people? That's right. It's terrible. I, I didn't think you were allowed to do that. A little spotty beck. Doesn't even have any F's in it. Standing in. I didn't think he'd be capable of, of it uh, at his age. Well, he is. He's old enough. That's right. Especially since I don't have a shave. That's right. <laughs> Does that help? That oh, it makes a difference. Now. I suppose, you know, abrasive. Well, if you've got a long beard that mm, goes down yeah. right past your waist, you can't do it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dude, not again, Paul. What are you going to base your decision on? In the what end. happens in the next I mean, month or so? I, I frankly, Paul, if... What happens at the MP, you mean? Yes. I think an idea that um, Philip had, which I was talking to him the other day, was a very sensible one. If a job came along that was interesting enough to contain your, your attention for you to learn something, it would be a good idea to, to stick with, especially if you can get a place at a uni when you want to because you're not I mean you're not ancient like we are yet <laughs> uh, and plenty of time to go really to get in I had a, an opportunity of a job at the end of last year that was sort of offered and in the offing and we sounded so tremendous that it um, 
you know, really, I, I would have given up. You didn't take it. You're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and it, you know, money, car, supply. I mean, it was really a moving from the bottom to a mm, right up. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, it turned out that because of cutbacks and oh, you yeah. know things like that, he's, he's, he, he strikes. Well, he was just not allowed to. The person I'd worked for mm. couldn't get. Yeah, that's right. 15 or 20 years in life to have something like that, especially if I was uh, capable of doing it. And even if... I mean, it would just be tremendous experience. Sorry, this is... Saying nothing. Because we've been raving between each other. Um, See, I'm not too sure of the job you're talking about. No. No, we got this job. (laughs) Do we can't keep doing that all. (laughs) No, it was just a... It was a real opportunity, Dallas. Uh, It was offered as a real opportunity... um, with sort of experience that I've had in the past um, being as basis of the, the offer. And it was just unfortunate it didn't eventuate because of the economic situation, really, mm, they closed of, them of Australia. All down. <laughs> what? <laughs> they closed them all down. <laughs> all these massage parties. <laughs> Nothing else to to do with that. No, you mustn't give people the wrong ideas, you see. It would be fun being a service manager for one. I, um, did I tell you I installed a burger alarm in one once? <laughs> Um, I've actually still got their business card. We thought it was a really straight place. Mm. This was at the end of matric in 73. Oh, yeah, I remember when you were doing that. Yeah, I remember I was installing burglar arms. And we thought it was a completely straight place. It was in Victoria Street in uh, Fitzroy. Mm. Fitzroy Street in Fitzroy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the place is really obvious certain connotations but we still thought it was straight it had a whole wall full of certain magazines and really beautifully decored we installed the system and and left chatted to the f- few ladies there felt quite young actually it was, it, was, it was very sad in a way because it was uh they were all quite old they're all sort of early to mid-20s i mean quite old because they were all seemed to be studying doing something some were doing matric maths Oh. Not matric maths, leaving maths. Yeah. Um, they all seem to want to better themselves and use it in this occupation to better themselves. To get some money. Yeah. yeah. And uh, really, that was sort of the only thing they thought of or thought they were capable of or something. So in a way, they fell into it rather than... Um, what was sad about that? I don't know. It, well, I mean, it didn't... Anyway... It would have been nice to see them doing something else. They're not allowed to do that. Yeah, anyway. No, the point, well, this was, it, that's what it was built at. So at the time, it wasn't that sad. It was just that they couldn't go and do this full-time and better themselves. Anyway, we thought the place was straight, and a week after we left... Uh, a week after we left... Um, oh, hello. Oh, it's it. 